Well, uh, listen, we should probably do a thing. Yeah, we should. Well, yeah, at what point do we acknowledge that Joel's not here yet? Do, I don't. Do we, who? Do we not say that? Joel who? Yeah, that's true. What are we talking about? We've, we've replaced him with no one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. All right. Well, hey, let's uh, let's do a thing. Let's do that thing. stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome, welcome to maybe. I've said too much. The Joel's not quite here yet with internet radio. My name is Mike, and I will be your host as we look for Joel. I'm joined as always by my good friend Izzy Swan of all things Maker's Playground. By the way, does Izzy Swan take you to Maker's Playground or? You can get there through IzzySwan.com, yes. Oh, that would be better. And uh, our good buddy Joel Crawford will be joining us here in just a little while. He has a thing that he's doing. So uh, whenever that thing is done, uh, he'll be back. So, yeah. At at any rate, hello, internets. Hi, guys. What you Mr. Doing? Swan, how are you? I'm doing good. I, I'm more interested in how you are because I've been watching the socials and you've been like, I don't, something's been chasing you a lot lately because you've ran like 600 miles in the last two days. What the hell are you doing? Hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. I've I know. I just, a, uh, I want to know what's chasing you so I can come beat it up and you can relax a little bit. I think, I think fear, <laughs> fear of not being able to do is chasing me. So. Yes, I get crap from everybody in my life because I've started running. And uh, when most people do things, they do them in moderation, but I'm not built that way. So what he's referring to is I've sent him a couple of screenshots. I don't do it very often, but I've been I've done it enough to where he's um, – I'm sure that the group of people we chat with is starting to get sick of me. But um, basically, uh, I've been doing at least three miles a day, and I did – what did I do? Six yesterday and six today? I think is the number. I'm not really sure. It's whatever it is. It sucks. So it's been a whole lot of happening, happening. But uh, yeah, just trying to uh, you know enjoy my uh, enjoy the rest of my life before I have a massive stroke and eventually die. <laughs> so, but anyway. So uh, what you been up to there, Mister Swan? How's things going? Oh, you know, working, all that stuff. Good. Things are going good. I actually um, spent some time working on a chair. Um, uh, we have internet back, which is nice because we literally didn't have internet for three days. So that was a little bit wonky. Wow. That's a bit yeah. much. Well, we had that storm and then there's a bunch of stuff they were doing to, to repair the lines. I think they took advantage of it and dropped like um, 70 miles of lines or something because they had a bunch of trucks out there and excavators and all that. So we have internet back, which is nice. They said we're going to get an interruption again for a few hours here in the next couple of days. So I'm hoping it doesn't happen too fast. Um, but then uh, that's good. And then building stuff. So I've been making stuff, working on videos, working on some chairs, which are pretty cool. Going to be back on the, I was hoping to be back on the robot already, but um, robot should be done shortly. All things good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Nothing. yeah your, uh, your Instagram stories haven't, uh, haven't really made, um, uh, there hadn't been a lot of robot in them. So. No, I, I took um took a week and a half off to do some adulting and my my consulting gig. I needed to really you know get some crap done with that, so I took a little time off to do that, and so I worked on that. No videos, didn't really put a whole lot up on Instagram. Um, try to keep a little something up there, but you know, adulting once in a while is a necessary thing. Yeah, it does. But yeah. uh, hey, look at this! I you know I, I'm very rare that I actually uh, watch our chat while we're talking because I get. You know, I have adult ADD that's pretty awful, but um, our buddy Andy Berkey is actually watching us tonight. He's oh, usually guy. in bed like three hours ago. Yeah. Granted, he's up at four in the morning taking pictures, but uh, hey, Andy, good to see you, buddy. <laughs> so we've talked about Andy enough on this show, by the way, and uh, you want to you want to who? be following Andy wherever he is, whatever he's doing. So and Andy who? What are we talking about? Yeah, it's true. I know. Uh, well, you're you know you're getting older, and the memory starts to fade a little. Yes, so, it does. Just a bit. Unfortunately, Stop. yeah, a lot. So and I, by the way, uh, I don't want to. Uh, when I say hello to Andy, I'm, it's not that I'm I'm trying to besmirch anyone else who's currently watching and, and chatting along with us. It's just uh, <laughs> it's rare to see Andy awake at uh, eight o'clock Eastern time. Is all I'm saying. That's he's so. he's Andy fatuated. I oh. Do you think I would apologize for that? That's 100% no, true. No, I so. shouldn't. You shouldn't. Everybody should have a little Andy fatuation going on. Right? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. 
I've uh, he he is the smell of bacon. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I'd say oh, no maybe. unicorn poop. Maybe that's maybe. probably true. It's yeah. at least fair. Yeah. So. So you're roboting now, and uh, there's going to be uh, uh, YouTube I'm, videos and stuff? I'm chairing right now. I'm designing a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm roboting. I'm trying. I'm pulling all my strings and making tons of phone calls trying to make the Ferris wheel thing happen. So, Oh, shit, really? That's back on the oh, that's that's always, back on the train, huh? It never left. It just kind of went, er, pause. Well, it, it got, yeah, I mean, it was a, it, I mean, I don't want to say it was a back burner thing for a hot minute, but, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it came up to the front of the pile for a minute and then I realized the cost and I, oh, back in the pile you go. So, you know, um, but I'm really jonesing to build that. So I want to get that done. I want to get the robot done. I, I've got some more crazy builds, things that I'm doing. And then of course, everybody's been on me about doing the inexpensive tool review stuff that I was doing there for a bit. So I'm going to do more of that because it's easy videos and they get searched. So why not? Right. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm up to. Um, growing plants. My tomatoes are pooping out about <clears throat> 20 or 30 ripe tomatoes every day now. So that's been kind of cool. And I'm going, what am oh, I going to do with all these tomatoes? I don't even like tomatoes. Eat them. No, I don't like tomatoes. They're I only, like tomatoes are good. They're only good in salsa, but I'm waiting for all the other salsa stuff to come ripe. So, well, ah, shit. I was going to say bu- bundle them up and I'll come get them because, uh, but yeah. I won't. Yeah. It's too far because I, I pass 455 farmers markets on my way down there. Yeah, so. I was going to say, it's, it's just not worth it. So I was doing this weird thing. I started doing a little bit of analysis about the type of the amount of energy and effort that you can put into gardening. And it, I, like I was thinking in my brain, the way my brain works, I was like, is the effort that you actually expend, I mean, when you have to do some serious, like moving all the dirts and setting up the greenhouse and building the boxes and blah, blah, blah. Is, do you spend more energy, you know, doing that? It's a kind of a cost analysis. The cost being the energy you expend. If you were to eat the fruit that comes off that, do you get all that energy back? Or is it like kind of equal out or do you lose some <laughs> on one side of it? Or how does that play out? So I was thinking about that th- this afternoon. I was like, you know, um, just setting up was a lot of effort. It would be a lot easier next year because it's already set up. But I'm like this year might be a wash as far as, you know, energy and expenditure expenditure as far as energy as far as energy intake goes i'm not sure i wish there was somebody smarter than me that could tell me well i i I would say that uh i don't know which i know you know is very kind of rare for people to hear but i I, I, calories in calories out i have no idea yeah well most of the calories that it took to plant that stuff was all like bacon and steaks (laughs) that's the biggest problem i have with gardening is you can't grow bacon Actually, like you can now. There is a red seaweed that they're talking about that tastes an awful lot like bacon when it's cooked, and that's uh, the new big mm. thing in the news. I think you just hurt my feelings. I don't even know that we can be friends anymore. You, know, you, you can you can attempt to not be my friend. Damn. That doesn't mean you're not going to be my friend. I lost Joel and Izzy tonight. All Damn. in one fell swoop. <laughs> this podcast. That, that, That'll be the end of me. Joel, that darn procrastinator. <laughs> Well, I do have to say one thing about planting. So, uh, our our good buddy Lauren, uh, a very close friend of mine uh, and a friend of the show, uh, she got me a tree not that long ago um, for my office, and it was because I the the office I used to work in was literally a white jail cell. It was concrete cinder block painted like a cream white color, and it was just the most drab ugh, place you've ever seen in your life. So. Um, so she got me this tree and it's growing and it's, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, I don't know. There's just like this weird thing, like like having this thing like be alive and it kind of relies on you. It's sort of this weird, interesting feeling that you get. So um, now I have like nine plants in my cube. So she's completely, tra- I'm, I'm like the crazy cat lady, but now it's with, you know, plants. So she did that to me and uh, I'd like to say thank you, but I really want to hit her in the head for it. But. <laughs> Because so, now I've got like spray bottles and like, you know, plant food and all this other nonsense going on. So it's, uh, I've, I've become that guy. Do you so, have a soft, do you have a soft cloth to wipe the, the, the dust off its leaves and stuff? No, no, no. I only, um, I spray them. I have the, uh, I have a spray bottle to mist the leaves. So, um, I don't need to do all that, I guess. No, At least I'm not. You should definitely. I think that might be a bridge too far. You should, you should rub it with a soft cloth diaper. Yeah. I, okay, I'll and, order it and, and, and sing to <laughs> does, it and talk to it. Does Amazon sell it? Oh, I'm sure. Well, that's my biggest problem: is that Amazon will ship plants to you, 
So like you get online and you're like, oh look, four plants for you know thirty bucks, and they come right to your office, and you're like, oh shit, now I've got now they're just everywhere. Right. But I, like people, people come over my desk and they're like, God, this is awesome over here. It's just like your little area of tranquility. So at one point, I'm going to get a giant waterfall to put in there, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be completely out of control. That's people come awesome. to my desk. I really want them to look at it and be like, what in the sweet. Jesus, are you doing over here? Be like, I'm finding my Zen. I'm gonna get you one of those big fish that you can like hang off the plant. It sings to you. Ah, I need that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I've actually I, I asked my uh, my manager. I was like, Hey, can I can I cut a hole in the floor here for a koi pond? Or will <laughs> will man, will the building people get a little pissed off? And I was like, I'm not saying no, but you know, we probably want to ask before we do it. So we'll just get you some fighting guppies or something. That'd be better. Eh, that might. Yeah, I got uh, something. Yeah, but I got uh, my new job is cool as all get out. My my new manager cares about so little, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's mostly he just kind of goes, uh, hey, man, yeah, you're like real good at what you do. So uh, go do that. And then, you know, if I'll, you need anything for me, let me know. I'll be over in so, the corner. <laughs> he's like, I'm here if you need anything. But like, if you're, you know, expecting me to come out there and like tell you what your goals are and sort of all this other stuff, then uh, no, not going to happen. So, yeah, yeah, crazy. It's been kind of cool. Yeah, cool. But very so, cool. Uh, so you had a, um, ironically, so Joel, for those of you who um, don't know the behind the scenes stuff, which would be all of you except Izzy, uh, Joel had a thing he had to deal with um, right now. So he's uh, he said he's probably going to be on here in a little bit. And the irony of it is that um, Izzy's been wanting to talk about procrastination. <laughs> to, to be fair, I want to so, talk about procrastinating perfectly or perfect procrastination. And it was not a... Not a, uh, a a term I coined. It was something I had was watching on um, TEDx talks earlier this week, and I was and it was kind of a unique thing because it it felt very familiar to me. The what he was describing, and I thought, you know, there's some value in that. Maybe we should talk about it. And so here we are. Let's talk about it. And the the gist of it is there's there's a, such a thing as procrastination. For those of you who aren't familiar with the word, it is a word procrastination, and it is typically for those of those people who, if they have something that has to be done, they can't live with themselves until it's completed. Like they have to get it done. Hmm. And that's, um, you know, there's, I've met a few people like that over my, in my life. And, um, there's a, another thing, you know, where it's procrastination, which is, you know, just leaving everything until right last, last minute. And anyway, the guy that did the study was a bit of a, a social scientist and he was talking about these control groups that they put there. He put a control group together of normal people. Then he got some procrastinators and procrastinators and, um, and then they, they assigned them tasks. And it was really interesting that the, the basic gist of it was the procrastinators weren't super creative. This was, we're talking about creativity and how procrastination in some ways can help the 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 end gamers the ones that waited to the very last second were good but they weren't great and the ones that did a little bit of procrastinating ended up being on what measurable scale they used the, the most creative type so when it comes to you know things that we do in the in the maker community that tapping into that creative uh, genius if you will uh it seems that you know not Jumping into a task and trying to blaze it out, if you if it has a creative nature to it, can be a little bit more beneficial as far as the outcome goes. And I thought to myself, you know, I spent, I'm a procrastinator. I'm definitely a procrastinator. And I, in some cases, I wait till the extreme last minute with, with things. But for the most part, I'll I'll think about things, and I I know I should start them, but I'll put them off for a day or two and think about them some more. I'll think about the processes, and it's kind of the way my brain functions. If anybody's worked around me, they'll see me sitting on my butt, and I do that. I do that well, um, but I'm usually staring off into space or being quiet or, or something. And um, at that point, I'm kind of thinking about the task that's coming up, the process of it, what steps need to be made to complete it. You know what I, you know, the some of the creative aspects of it and some of the challenges of those creative aspects. But when I do get up, I get a lot done in a very short period of time. And I think that, um, I think that had a, something uniquely to do with the fact that I, I, I do procrastinate, but um, I do, I procrastinate productively or as this gentleman put it, procrastinated perfectly. And I thought that was an interesting topic and I wanted to see what your thoughts were on it and what Joel's thoughts were on, you know, procrastination. But, <laughs> but, but he's late. Yeah. He's, <laughs> so, he's procrastinating. <laughs> well, and, and of course I, uh, I'm the ultimate dad joke. Cause when we said it, I was like, can we do it later? 
<laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I actually used to have a um, I used to have a sign in my in, in my office a couple jobs ago, and it said "procrastinate later." It was one of my uh, kind of favorite things to to look at. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the thing for me is that um, it, I think that sometimes when you're when you're some some uh, some deadlines are kind of artificial. You sort of place on yourself, right? yeah. like I want to have this done by whatever time frame. Um, not always, but you know, plenty of them. There are some timelines that are you know they're not artificial. You sort of put them in place because other people, you know, have, have expectations, right? So for me, I find that if I say, hey, I want this done by Sunday, which is just an arbitrary deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be Sunday morning before I get started on it, but there's the, that like looming kind of thing where it's got to be done by this, you know, by tonight. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of helps to narrow the focus a little bit. You know, you, you, your mind sort of, it, it, it adheres to the process, you know, yeah. where um, even if the deadline is arbitrary, which I mean, honestly, all deadlines all are I was going to say, most right? deadlines are arbitrary. You're not going to lose yeah. your birthday and the world's not going to explode if you don't meet the deadlines. Yeah, it's true. So, I mean, it's like, you may have to apologize for not hitting one, but, um, yeah, I don't, I, for me, procrastination is kind of like a, um, is almost like a to-do list, you know, that it's, it's sort of a time management skill because if you're procrastinating most of the time, I mean, I don't know when you're, when you're putting things off, are you not doing anything or are you doing other things that are keeping you from the thing you want to do? Well, like, I, which do you find? Is it, is it like I'm, I'd like to sit here and watch TV for a little bit um, and then go do this. Or is it like, okay, I got to knock these three things out and then I got to start on this damn project, you know, type of deal. Yeah. For me, procrastinating a project typically means I'm doing other things that don't require creative energy or at least don't at this point require creative energy. Um, But I, you know, I mean, that's going to be different for everybody, I think. And I think in some measure, in some measure, procrastination is a good thing. And I think in some measure, you know, the perfect procrastination is a good thing. And I think in other measures, just not doing something is a good thing. And, you know, uh, my, my dad used to say, um, I'm sure he got it from somewhere else. He says, if there's, you know, and I, it's not, an, it's a popular saying, if, um, if there's a problem and it can be fixed, it's not a problem. If there's a problem and it can't be fixed, it's still not a problem. <laughs> there's nothing mm. you could do about it. So, you know, and I think, um, I think that comes into that whole plays into that whole perfect procrastination. I mean, it's like, okay, I can do this. I'm going to get this done, but I'm maybe I'm going to take a minute to do this other thing that I would rather be doing at the moment. Doesn't necessarily mean it's unproductive. And I think that's the thing about procrastination is, we're, if you if you key a point, you know, if you or if you have this this point that you're trying to get to, and you put put it off to do other things, it doesn't mean you're necessarily not being productive. It just means you're not. You're procrastinating on a single task, so and, and 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 then there's the true sense of procrastination where you you know you're supposed to go mow the lawn instead you're drinking a beer watching you know Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. So well, see, and that's the thing is that you know procrastination and laziness are often um, they kind of go hand in hand, but I don't think they're the same. Mm-hmm. You know, because there are certain things that you you'll get to when you get to right and sure. And, for whatever reason, you know, like, I mean, mowing the lawn is a thing that has to be done and eventually somebody's got to do it, but, sure. but beer is tasty, you know? So it's like, okay, well, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll get to it at some point, you know, whenever that point comes, but mm-hmm. I, you know, who knows when that'll be. Um, I think the thing that you're probably more focused on with the topic is sort of the creativity aspect well for me that's not necessarily not not necessarily the task management but, yeah that's um, what that's what hit that was the home run with me was when i was listening to this talk was it was you know the outcome of it was the people that procrastinated a little bit ended up on a you know a measurable scale being having better outcome than those that did it right in front and just balls through it and a better outcome than those that waited till the very last second and stressed you know stressed all night trying to get a project done or whatever it happened to be. It was just, you know, it's like, you know, it's like the Goldilocks procrastination. It's just right. So, yeah. um, which was, you know, for me, I thought that made a whole lot of sense. It, it, it rang very true with the way I operate and it was an interesting, interesting topic. So I wanted to kind of pose that to both you and Joel and see what your thoughts were on it. So yes, to answer your question very 
with a very long answer. Yeah, it's more about the creative aspect of procrastination than it is about the act of it itself. Well, see, like for me, when I was a kid, we used to have a car stereo shop. Um, and we used to build like the big, like ridiculous systems. Like, we, you know, the type you put a fish tank in somebody's trunk type of deal. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, we used to go completely ridiculous with things. And people used to bring us their cars in and they'd start, you know, they'd, they'd ask me to design these big systems and sort of elaborate ones and all this other stuff. And my friends used to joke, um, they'd tell people, if he starts on your car right away, he doesn't want to do it. Like, <laughs> so, um, if I, you know, if I sit there and I'm kind of waiting, like we had this one show we were going to in Connecticut. Um, we used to do these back in the, back in the day, there used to be these, uh, sound offs. So you'd build these cars and you'd bring them to these places and they'd actually meter how loud the car would get. And we used to drive all over the friggin' world to, to have these competitions. And it's ridiculous in retrospect, but it gave us something to do that wasn't drugs when we were kids. Um, but you'd go and you'd, you'd build these giant ass car stereo systems with like, you know, plexiglass and like fog machines and like all this bullshit in the car. Um, and it was, yeah, just, I mean, it was a blast, but like this one trip we were taking to Connecticut, I started this car two days before we had to go. And it was a complete build of the interior. Like we redid the doors. We put, I think, I think that was six 12 inch speakers in the back of this sob, redid the radio, all the wiring. And like we'd had it for probably two weeks and we'd played around with a couple different ideas and it finally got to the point where, you know, we'd done some tinkering with it, um, but we finished that car in two days, you know, and it was just, and the, it was awesome. I mean, we, we had plexiglass all over the place. It was loud as balls. There was neon lighting. I mean, it was, you know, just amazing, but it was like, it took that, holy shit, we're leaving on Saturday. We like, we should probably start this Thursday. You know, because like you're you're looking at it Wednesday night, and it's still just an empty car, and you're and you like, guys are, damn it! Like, you guys are all sitting there on Saturday, popping no dos and and five hour energy school going, oh my god, what do we do? Oh well, we had well. The funny part is, is back then we had we bought these like you know the uh, the fifty dollar futons you get from Walmart. We had like three of them in the in the garage. So you just you know one guy'd be working, the other guy grab a fifteen minute power nap, and you just keep grinding through. You know, it was and yeah, and, you know, we were young back then. It, you know, you didn't. It's not like you need the old man nap like you do now. Oh yeah. No, um, it wasn't uncommon for me to pull all nighters once or twice a month back way back when to get to get projects done, but yeah, I'm not not anymore. <laughs> no, that's a might take it takes a bit much uh, out of you at this point. But they um that I mean, and the car was I mean, it came out spectacular. We had a, a, a custom vinyl everything in the vehicle. Like we did the we did all the upholstery. It was me and another guy, and we put the whole thing together in you know two days. And then went up to the sound off and, you know, we had a great time up there and then we just passed out in Connecticut and I was like, all right, well, we're done. We can't do this shit anymore. (laughs) At at some point I got to stop because Red Bull wasn't really a thing back then. (laughs) You know, so you're talking early nineties. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, you just, you you either had to find cocaine or just bear through it. And there wasn't much cocaine in upstate New York when I was a kid. (laughs) So, um, so you just drank a lot of water and and hoped it all worked out basically. So, but, um, so yeah, that was a, uh, but that's exactly that kind of the thing, you know, when I think about what you're talking about, that procrastination, like there was, I had 30 different ideas that I wanted to do in this vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. And and I do the same thing when I'm building projects for myself. Like I have, I have a hundred things that I want to do and that, that timeline or the deadline sort of, sort of narrows the mind, you know, and you're like, okay, well, here's sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a kind of a detraction because there's a couple of things that you want to do with a little bit more time. You could put more effort into, you could make a lot cooler. You know what I mean? Like if I had just a little bit more time for detail, um, it might be this, or, you know, maybe after this deadline, I could go back and touch things up a little bit later on, that type of thing. But, um, but it just gives you this sort of focus, like, Hey, I gotta get, I gotta get this done, you know? So what can I get done in this period of time? You know, and and then you start working on it. Yeah. And honestly, that you you get a lot more excited about it when you're up against that. It kind of gives you a story, you know, like, yeah, I only had two days to build this car and we did it. You know, when really I had a month and a half to build this car, I just didn't touch it for a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? no, so- you're right. It does. I think probably the most memorable project I ever worked on is I was in Traverse City one afternoon and um, we were at a store that I sold furniture at and one of the gals came up to me and said, hey, we have somebody here who's interested in one of your wine hunches. Now, we sold the wine hunch for three grand back then. This is a long, long time ago. And uh, she said, but she, she wants it four inches wider and she needs it by 
tomorrow night. <laughs> and she wants it four grand more too. <laughs> and here's the kicker. I lived five hours from Traverse City at the time. My shop was five hours from Traverse City. So to get back there and then turn around and drive back, um, that's 10 hours worth of driving. So uh, I said yes. And I went back to the shop. I had two guys still at the shop. We blazed through until they just couldn't go anymore. I coffeeed up and stayed up all night long. And granted, we had all the parts and the many of the, the, the this is a highly ornate thin, a piece of uh, furniture. Mm. But most of the stuff was already pre-cut. So... Um, we, that was, we built a, we built a, we ended up charging 4,500, but we built a $4,500 hutch, um, with, I guess, I guess it was, Tim spent three hours on it, um, uh, Kale probably spent two hours on it, and I, I spent the rest of the night on it, so, we built a $4,500 hutch in less than 12 hours. Jesus. You know, wine hutch. And it was there sitting, and then I didn't take it back down. One of my guys did. I that one of the guys came in early, had a you know fresh, and then slept all night. I said, "Okay, here you go. You're taking it." So, um, yeah, that was that was kind of the same thing we had when I came over to uh, build that workbench when we swung by when I was there that one Friday. Like I only had Friday, you know. You were like, "Yeah, swing by. We'll build a workbench." You know, we kept looking for places to take breaks, but I was just like, "Nah." Let's why don't we keep moving? Like let's just let's get this thing done because then it'll be done. Yeah, you know, like we, that was we built that whole thing, and I think the only thing I did after you left was paint it. Uh, painting and the vices, I think, is the only thing you did. Oh yeah, paint the vices. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing too is that I was a kid that worked for his father, so like there was no like there yeah, was you, no stop. You definitely. Well, you have what I call the construction man mentality. You know, where it's you get you get on What's the job next? site, you get on the job site, <laughs> you put your tool belt on, and it's go time until you take your tool belt off. You know, so that's you know that's kind of where you know, and I think that comes from the way you you know you're working for your dad and builds the building homes and decks and all the stuff that you guys did. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I I recognize that mentality very well. I worked around it when we did log homes, and um, yeah, I'm old now, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, is like, uh, I just, uh, you know, I don't, I'm actually having to deal with this a lot now that I'm running again. Um, I don't know how to quit is my problem. Like there's the, the, that's the, when I've started doing all this running, like I get to the point where like, I'll be about a mile and a half in. Um, and my neighborhood is my, my Fitbit, when I go run a mile and a half, thinks I, thinks I climb 13 flights of stairs because the elevation changes so much in my neighborhood and it's only a mile and a half around. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a bitch. Um, but once I get about a mile and a half in, I've done the first lap. Like there's just a part of me, like, you know, you can do another one. I mean, and, and it, I mean, by the time I get to the, I, I live on a hill and it's the biggest hill in our goddamn neighborhood. So by the time I get to the top of it, I'm like, <sighs> I guess, you know, and, and I'm like, come on, you know, you can do another one. Right. And then, you know, it's just like, I don't, I don't have that, like people have that thing in their head where they know how to stop. I just don't have it. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I don't know. No, we can still do more. I know I can do more. Like you just, uh, the thing is, is, and this is kind of like when you guys, cause I always do dumb shit like this and send you guys pictures. We talk about it every now and again on this, but there's just like a part of me that, that is always fascinated by what I'm capable of. You know what I mean? Like there's a um, there's a there's a part of me that will just do damn near anything if I tell myself I'm going to. And you're you know because your body's always trying to tell you no, don't do that. Sit down. You've had enough. Like it's looking for the comfortable spot. But yeah, I, I don't want to find the comfortable. I'm like yeah, I know. But if I just push through this pain in my legs, like you know, and I maybe maybe slow down a little bit. If I, but I can keep going, mm-hmm. you know, and and get to the top of this hill and then do another lap. You know, like. There's just uh, like I want to see. Can I? Like that's a. Uh, I just don't have that quit thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, yeah. I think you know. Back in the gym, I, I, I same kind of situation. You know, I was like, how? I, I just lifted that six times. I need to only be able to lift it four, so I'll put more weight on. You know, and and um, mm-hmm. I, I can appreciate that. I think because now it's been almost a, geez, it's been almost a decade since I've been powerlifting. Oof, goes by fast, doesn't it? Um, it doesn't go by fast, but it goes by. Oh, I I, I know where all the time is going. I, I can feel it in every part of my body at yeah. this point. 
I, yeah. I think now at this point, because I'm not as mobile as I used to be, and it's getting harder and harder, I, I look for ways to accomplish more with less movement. And I look, for, I try to avoid things like what you're taking on. I'm like, because I know like the next three days are going to be, I'm going to be, you know, worthless. Mm-hmm. But I'm proud of you for doing what you do, man. It makes me smile every well, time I you. see that. Of course, I'm going to, you know, harass you about it. That's my job. But um, it still makes me proud of you to see you doing that and really getting going. Well, I, I definitely overdid it today with that the six miles in the because I, I I cut the grass and everything, and then you know I was doing the yard work, and the grass has gotten tall because it's been raining here forever in the south. Um, so it took me probably forty five minutes or so to cut the grass, and it's kind of hot. So I was like, eh, do I really want to go? But then I was actually what did it was I I think I told you guys in the group that I was thinking about doing six miles, and I didn't want to not I didn't want to be able to, I didn't want to come back later on and be like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm gonna go do this six miles. God damn it! Yeah. So, well, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go in and eat six ribs when we're done with this, and then I'm gonna finish. I, I don't hate that idea. I'm gonna finish what chair I've been working on, and I got the templates out and a bunch of other stuff. So, I'll get that done tonight. That's that's what I'm promising. I'll get done. <laughs> so, well, we'll see. And that for me, the reason that your procrastination thing hits so um, so well with me is because that procrastination, along with the don't quit kind of mentality, works really well. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're just like, okay, well, because at some point the deadline is looming and it feels ominous and it's like, you know, you're, it's, it's chasing you, you know, and it's real easy to be like, ah, screw it. Let's just, you know, let's just quit this part or let's not do this. And there's just, you know, that, that piece of me that says, no, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. That, um, you know, that, that I, I don't think you can be a very good procrastinator or, or in your term, they're the perfect procrastinator if you don't have that. Let's let's get this done, mm-hmm. you know, at all cost mentality. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. And in some stretch, in some sense of it, I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I don't even honestly, I mean, I don't even know um, where that where that comes from. Like I'm not. I mean, I assume that it's because again, you know, like I've I worked for my father as a kid, um, and you never want to let your father down. You know what I mean? Like that's a Especially when it's just a, we always had small crews on construction jobs. So it was me, him, and two other guys, maybe. Right. So like everybody had to pull their weight and do their part. And you know, when you're the when you're the boss's kid, you got to work extra hard because everybody expects you not to. You know. Yeah. And I was only, I, I mean, I started doing roofing with him when I was like 15. So it's not like anybody had real high expectations of me anyway. But you know, I just kind of, I I promised myself that every single day we got on the job, I was going to outwork everybody else. Like they may have more skill than me, but I'm gonna. There ain't gonna be a person. I'm gonna be the first one to start working. I'll be the last one off the roof uh, every single time. And that was, you know, my old man used to say. He goes, he said, you know, he goes, you're the you're the first one with a hammer in your hand and the last one in the car. I was like, yeah, that's. <laughs> so I guess that you know that that kind of work mentality sort of did it. Now, when my uh, when my daughter she started working, I told her I was like, you know, um, I gave her the rules. I said, listen, you're never late. You're always five minutes early because they gave you a job and they're going to give you money. So you got to treat that with some level of respect. And then uh, secondarily, um, one thing that makes me crazy is when people have jobs and they talk about, well, so-and-so is not doing their part or not. If, if the company's paying you to do something, do whatever the company needs you to do. I know what your job and your responsibility is, but if there's other things that can be done that, that put you in the the organization in a better position. Don't worry that someone else isn't doing it. If you have the time and energy, then you do it. Like get the work done. People notice that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she always ha- she has that too. <laughs> so that's um, you know, it, it's just a different animal. Well, that's altogether. how you make yourself indispensable, and that's how you get promoted, and that's how you get recognized is by just doing what needs to be done and not complaining mm-hmm. about it. So if you if by the way if um. The mortgage business doesn't work out for you. Um, you got a job, buddy. Here, <laughs> <laughs> the commute's going to be a bitch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, any way we could, any way we could produce some of that here, I could ship it. Sure. <laughs> just we'll on the weekend, drill, drill powered teleporter or something. We'll work it out. There's, there's, that's got to be a thing at this point. Well, right? you have to try it first. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll put, I got guinea pigs. We'll put one of them in there. There you go. <laughs> so actually, I think you got to put both because you know they're pairs. They can't. Uh, they they don't do well without the other. Right. Even though all they do is punch each other in the face the whole time. Yeah. So. Right but, on. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, what? Uh, speaking of perfect procrastinators, um, Joel's not procrastinating perfectly anymore. Dirty <laughs> jerk. <laughs> he's probably going to show up here in about five minutes, right? Right before we get ready to end the show, he's going to be like, "Hey, how's everything going?" Yeah, I sent him a message, and I'm going to see if he's going to see if he responds back. So far, nothing. So, hmm. I guess he's. Uh, I guess we're missing a Joel today, which is. Well, it happens. Interesting. So we're out of stuff to talk about. So I think we should just sing. <laughs> are we sing show <laughs> sing show tunes now for him, or what are we going to do? Is that is is that what's next? Yeah, I don't know. I'm making things up. No, I would. Uh, I well, first of all, I mean, you've I, we've we've done this for 104 shows now, 103 shows. I'm never out of stuff to talk yeah. about. Yeah. No. I'm <laughs> like I said, it was a joke. I know you're teasing. <laughs> yeah. There, I'll be when I'm dead. I'll be done talking. Right. But probably not before then. So no. No, you're um. So, well, you know what? I'm actually kind of curious. What are you, uh, we haven't had a chance to talk much. I've been busy as shit with work and everything else. Just trying to get my life back in order since, uh, my daughter, by the way, is in Ireland right now. <laughs> you got a hammer. <laughs> I got a hammer for graduation. I tell my, I'm going to hit my father in the face with that hammer one day. He's going to look at me and be like, what'd you do that for? I'm going to be like, you deserve it. So my oldest daughter graduated high school a couple weeks ago. Um, We've already taken her up to her new college to do the uh, orientation and walk around, all that stuff. Um, and my father was like, you know what? For her graduation, because her and my oldest niece graduated at the same time. So he's like, I'm going to take both of them up to um, take them to Ireland to see the ancestral home and like do all that stuff. And I'm like, I got a hammer and a work belt for graduation. Like, mm -hmm. Now, I've, I always thought that, that hammer was like really special. Because it's like, you know, it's an ass wing and it's, you know, and not, you can buy those for $18. That hammer's 18 bucks. Yeah. Like that's, in, that's you know, today. Like you, it's funny that you talk about this because on my 16th birthday, my mom and dad bought me a uh, nice kind of at the time, you know, we're talking back into the <clears throat> 80s. Um, <laughs> so they bought me a, a nice short sleeve dress up shirt with a clip on tie and a pair of slacks. You know, and that was the gift. And you cut the sleeves right no, out. No, no, I left them on. Oh, okay. But um, you know, that was back then. You know, it was a, I was always taught when you go for a job interview to look respectable. So that was kind of their thing. You know, it was like you're, you know, 16, you could find a, a decent job, blah blah blah. Now I was working summers for this guy named Nick Morris building log homes, and Nick actually showed up to my 16th birthday, which was really cool. And he brought me, he brought me a 32 ounce California framing hander, Vaughn, big wood handle, you know. Wow. Because you know, that's what we swung, that's how we swung spikes. 32 ounces is a big hammer. Well, we, you know, we spunk, swung 12 inch spikes all the day, all day long in the log. Mm. So that was, you know, you didn't, you couldn't take a 20 ounce S wing to it. You'd be there all day. So it was, it was kind of funny. I was at the same day, I got a suit and tie and, and a hammer on my 16th birthday. <laughs> so. It, it it gets you ready for life. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it kind of does. But yeah. What do you think? About I got it? a hammer. Mm hmm That's I can't I, I keep I keep having that conversation in my head. Like there's especially every picture my daughter sends me of like she's they were they were having so as soon as they landed, they went to the Guinness place where they actually make the Guinness and she can drink over there illegally. So she's eighteen and I told her, Look, do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. You're on you know, you're in Ireland. <laughs> So they went over there, and my dad bought a round of Guinness for everybody. So it was probably by the time they got there, it was like three in the morning here, because they're on you know different. Apparently, there's different times in the world. I I didn't know that until recently, but they have different time zones. So, um, so she's over there, and she sends me a picture back of there's like four Guinness poured in front of them at three in the morning, and she's like, "This stuff tastes like garbage." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I was like, and that, well, I mean, I was asleep when it came and over. Your dad's so, uh, probably in hog heaven sitting over there drinking on the real stuff. My, well, the Guinness is, you know, over there is apparently the best Guinness you can get because it's, you know, it's right out of the teeth. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so my daughter's like, this stuff tastes so bad. I'm like, please don't tell Pop that. She's like, I, I'm not drinking it. I'm like, he'll drink it. Don't worry. <laughs> <You're right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I got a hammer. I actually, the, like, I walked out into my garage this weekend and that hammer is sitting on my table saw because my garage in, is in such a friggin' mess right now because um, we had that graduation party here at the house not that long ago and like everything we pulled out of storage that we needed for the party is just kind of everywhere in my garage right now because we just after the party we were just exhausted and 
we spent that weekend kind of putting everything, you know, tearing everything down, putting everything in the backyard, kind of back to where it was. And then um, the next weekend, we just sort of moved everything into the garage. And then eventually it's got to go back in all the places where it's normally stored. So it's just sitting there. So I like, if you're like, hey, I need you to build a XYZ this weekend, I'd be like, no chance. <laughs> I don't, it's going to take me 10 minutes to get the table saw top, put it off to the point where I can move something through it. So it would be, um, yeah, it's it's completely out of control. So they, um, well, this so I'm, shop here is pretty clean. You're welcome. We'll come over and help mess it up. I might do that, so. but yeah, that that goddamn hammer is sitting right there on top of that table saw, looking at me, laughing. I can hear it laughing at me. That's awesome. I didn't even know. Ta- I didn't know S wing hammers could do that. Yeah, they <laughs> they can. You know the ones with the ribs on, not the rubber. Does yours have the rubber handle or the the wooden like it has like little wooden? Is it brown or no? Blue? Mine's the rubber. Is it blue? Blue. Okay. Yep. Blue. Yeah. You know the S wings. I think they're the twenty ounce. I think that yours is like a twenty two ounce. And I think maybe it's like a sixteen or a twenty ounce S wing. They have the little. It looks like little cork or something for the handle that's all stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. You know that's actually birch bark. Is it really it is actually birch bark? And if you take those apart, you'll actually see the white from the birch bark on there, still on there. No shit. Yeah. And I was um, hmm. I found that out by accident many years ago when I took one apart. Well, you know what I'll do? I'll go graduate college, and then maybe my father will give me another goddamn hammer, and I'll ask him for that one, and then I'll take it apart. <laughs> so, thanks. Thinking Dad. back on that now, that's kind of that was that was my that birthday was pretty pivotal for me. I mean, it was like this choice: you had the suit and tie, and the over on one side, and the hammer on the other. Now, to be fair, I did try the suit and tie, you know, with construction management, and that didn't that didn't fit. It just didn't work. <laughs> We're mm. talking about the worst job in the world. It's like babysitting. I ended up going with the hammer. Yeah, I was. I, it's worked out. I, you know, it's had its ups and downs. That's for sure. But um, yeah, you know what though? Like I, I think about particularly with my kid, like getting um, older now. I think about some stuff like that pretty consistently. Like, like if my parents, because I, I'm like book smart. Like I, I got really good grades in high school. Um, and when I went to college, I dropped out because I was bored because I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to call, I don't want to say I'm, you know, I'm super smart or anything like that. Cause you know, people think you're a douchebag, but I used to do really well in school and I never went to school. I missed like 80 days my senior year and still graduated in the top 20% of my class. So like, like school and, and learning things just kind of comes easy to me. Um, and, and I always, you know, I always wonder like, what if my parents gave a shit about me at all? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what if, what if they forced me to stay in school and gave me sort of all the opportunities that my kids are going to have? Like, what would that have been like? Would I have been, you know, how would my life have been different? But yet at the same time, when I look back, like everything I have in my life, I've worked myself to death for. And like, I look around, it's, you know, I, I do okay. I, I think I've made a pretty good, pretty good life for myself. Right. So, and there's some, there's some, uh, there's some satisfaction knowing that you did all this with your own hands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's, and, and nobody helped you to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a, uh, there's just a level that you, you get when I, when I'm sitting in my house and like, you know, there's only one light on everybody's upstairs asleep and I'm just, you know, kind of watching TV and sort of hanging out. It's like, I can look around and be like, I did this. Like, I, you know, yeah. And I did it with these, like, the, you know, I, these two hands built all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's a, uh, the, you know, and I got a hammer for graduation. Like that's the help I had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't get any college um, money to go away with. I didn't have any, uh, you know, anybody pushing me to do anything better. I didn't have any, um, I mean, all the stuff that my daughter has, like she's got, she's going to college. She doesn't have to pay for it. She's got a car. We're paying for that. She's got, you know, like, She's just got all this opportunity and like opportunity to do things for herself that I can't even imagine what my life would be like if I had. But at the same time, like I, you know, I never get really pissed off about that because I really like the life I currently have and I've earned every, every inch of it, you know? So it's like, there is a, and not to say that she won't because my daughter is a, you know, she's a awesome kid. Like she works her ass off, does a great job, all that stuff. Um, you know, I just, it just, you start thinking about stuff like that, you know, like I got a hammer for graduation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, look what it turned into. <laughs> you know, Like I didn't get $20,000 to go put a down payment on a house. Like I didn't, you know, nothing, none of that. There's been, there's been nobody helping me along the way. So. 
there's definitely a level of satisfaction you get um, for that type of stuff. Yeah, and it should be. I mean, those are things that people should take pride in, no matter what they do. If they, you know, you know, you, we all, in in some way, sense or form, most of us have, in some way, sense or form, accomplished some pretty interesting, neat things in our lives. At least the folks I I hang out with, they they've all done mm-hmm. some pretty interesting things, and um, we all have different paths to travel. That's for sure. But you know, um, you can make a pretty good life for yourself if you really try, and you're good. You're good proof of that. So. Well, except for the, well, you know except one thing, for the running thing, I, I still don't. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets to be a bit much. They, um, yeah, I have. Uh, I went to. Um, oh, shit, I just. Never mind. That, that's that's not going to make a good on air story. <laughs> <laughs> How many? Sorry, I was just I was just planning I was planning the fallout for that one in my head. We'll have to <laughs> we'll have to pass sure. on that one for now. There you go. Maybe that'll come up after. I'm sorry. I'm drinking water, so it's not. Uh, it, if this was a little bit more strong, I'm I might be interested in telling more of it. <laughs> <laughs> Self censorship. Right on. Right on. <laughs> You know, I think there's some, you know, back to the procrastination thing, I, there's some moments I was thinking about earlier that just made a lot of sense to me. Like one of the, um, <clears throat> this is kind of an interesting story. One of the most successful barnwood lines I've ever designed, it's called the Heritage Line, and it's still today being produced by Green Gables. And looking back at it, it's one of the most successful barnwood lines of furniture in, hist- in the history of, in, in modern history, in our in our day and age. And... Um, the thing that really made it very special was these hinges. There's a wooden hinges that we put on there. And uh, what had happened is um, this was actually uh, an idea that was born out of um, some the, the owner of uh, Woodland Creek, Robbie Vina. He was like, we really need to do something because there's a bunch. We had a lot of barnwood. We buy a lot of barnwood material and some of it's just rough. I mean, like, yeah, we're not mm. going to do anything with this. So he wanted a line of furniture that where he actually used that, and it was pretty rough, so we had to figure out ways to make it work and everything. And I was looking at it. It had to be fairly simplistic in form and, you know, in shape and, and um, because of, we just couldn't do anything crazy with these boards, they'd fall apart. So I was designing this thing and looking at it. It was so simplistic. It was just utterly boring to look at. And... um started thinking about the hardware aspect of it and I, I literally sat that down for a month i'm like you know what i'm gonna step away from this and come back to it and uh we were doing a project that we needed to we were looking at some of the special specialty hinges for um about three weeks later and i was like i'm not spending 300 dollars for hinges for cabinet doors screw that i'll make them Mm-hmm. So I started making them out of metal, and I, that's what brought back, you know. So the, the whole idea of setting that project aside and then coming back to it later, I found inspiration if just a few weeks later, and that made I made wooden hinges for these things, and I mean it set it off. It made this, it made what would have been a very boring line that would have not lasted very long to a very popular line that's lasted twenty, fifteen years now, fifteen years now, mm. and that's Jesus. that's a good procrastination story, yeah. Sorry, just completely jump track there, but I was just thinking that I had to get. No, you didn't jump track. I had that's, to get. That's exactly. I had to get it out, but it, that was one of those things where it was just like where putting something off for a while ended up being just a huge boon. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But you do that now, though. Oh yeah, I put. Like, how many projects? I put. How many projects are you off forever? Yeah, I just don't do them. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, like, how many projects do you have that you're currently working on that are in some level of? either design or even, you know, in the middle of being worked on. Oh, design. That, that are just kind of sitting around waiting to go. And then all of a sudden, you know. Yeah. Well, there's, cause that, that's, one of the, that's one of the cool things about being a friend of, uh, of Izzy's is that you get to see some of this sort of stuff that's happening behind the scenes. And you're like, holy shit, man, you're really building that? And he's like, well, eventually. And it's like, uh, you know, so. Um, but yeah, you've got a bunch of projects that you're just kind of sitting on for various reasons that at some point you're going to, you know. They'll become real things, you know. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah, I think the ones that the ones at the top of my head that have the most likelihood of becoming real things within our, you know, in the next eighteen months or so are the, definitely the Ferris wheel, the drill powered, um, drill powered forklift needs to be a thing. It really does. The um, I keep talking about building a Model A or a, a Model um, yeah, Model A yard truck, like make a Model A truck or Model T truck, excuse me, and mm. um, powering that with. Uh, Golf cart motor. 
because I really want to use it. I want it to legit look like a Model T and legit be able to drive around the yard and use it for you doing yard maintenance and moving plants and whatnot. So, so that one's most likely going to be a winter project, but, um, I, I have a couple more designs for a robot for a, a new type of walking mechanism that I'd love to play with. But that's, I mean, that's weeks of testing to, to get just the right thing. And it's hard to really qualify that time right now, especially this is a weird time of year for a lot of businesses and people, a lot of things that I do outside of YouTube and Instagram. So there's a lot of hustle going on right now. Um, just trying to prep for things coming down the pipe. And I just picked up this new thing that, um, um, Kaizen inserts and I are working on a project for a very large customer, which is taking some time. So those things all push back, but it, it does give me an opportunity to think about things for sure. And, um, there. You just you just caught a dig in the comments. Jim Bashir said that you could use the Prius motor, but it won't have enough power. <laughs> <laughs> what a great I'll joke! I'll put that Prius up against any six cylinder <laughs> with a reasonable size engine. It's a it's a quick little car. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, <laughs> good one, Jim. Yep. So, you know, so those are some of the things that I'm thinking about right now. I mean, there's a hundred there's a hundred more, but you know, I, those are the things that pop out as to like. I really want to build. There is one more project for the extravaganza that I want to get done. I want to build a, a robot we can ride. And that's, I have a couple of ideas, you know, chariot style things. I'd like to make something, you know. I'd like to see you. And I know that uh, I, I've, the only reason I bring this up is I've seen this on your channel recently. Um, I was going through some of your old videos not that long ago. Um, mm -hmm. And you had a, uh, you had a, a tank track that you'd built. Designed. Yeah. You you built a prototype of it. Uh, I built the linkage. I didn't actually build the track yeah. system, but yeah. But yeah, that would be. Uh, I think you should build a tank, well, <laughs> like a one person tank that you can ride. That's in. part of it. I want to do an Adirondack chair tank. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean that that should be a thing. You know, I probably do. Can I put my Can I put my my name in the hat for that? I'll I'll come and help you build some of it. Yeah. It it doesn't. <laughs> it's really it doesn't take that long to build that. That's actually not as complicated as some one might think. Um, there's a lot of repetitiveness, you know, putting all the tracks together, but it's pretty le yeah, legitimately okay. straightforward. Just, I think that I think that might be cool. I might I might swing down there on a Friday and help you build that. <laughs> yeah, I actually have the 3D model for that somewhere. I designed it up already. It's in one of my you know many extra you know drive hard drive somewhere. Yeah, somewhere sitting out there. Yeah, yeah no, that would yeah, be that would be cool. That would be fun. I think it would be a fun project to have an Adirondack chair tank. You know. So. Well, I just think that driving a tank around the uh, the Klingspor extravaganza would be friggin' hilarious because you know most of the people that come to that thing the first day are like ninety five or older. So mm -hmm. like you know you'd be mowing them down with a <laughs> well, there's this <laughs> with a, there's this with a tank it'd be great. There's a unique thing I've been thinking about, and it's been done before, but there's a modification for it that I've been thinking about that would work for wood. So you could make I, I'm thinking about a wheelchair design for myself if I end up needing one here in the short term. Um, I want to be able to make a vehicle that can go forward, backwards, do all the turning stuff, but it can also go side to side. Like, legitimately, you're sitting forward and it just goes to the side. And I've been looking at different configurations for that. And um, I think I found one that might work with some modification for that system. That would be cool. If you had a tank that worked like a tank, but it could also just go right straight sideways. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> that would be insane. You want to, you want to pay attention though. You don't want to hit that button when you're, when you're moving forward. Full, well, full yeah, flank. You'd, you'd have <laughs> to, it would have to be a safety, you know, there'd have to be a safety, um, uh, catch in front of that system, but no. Oh yeah. No yeah, yeah. driver beware. So, but that would be Squid cool. Nerf in the world, man, that would be cool. If you had a tank that would get, could do everything and go, Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you got to stop nerfing the world. I, I I told my kids the other day they were bitching about something. I was like, uh, "Hey, if this was like a hundred years ago, you'd be farming right now. Like, all <laughs> you guys would be dragging oxen back to the barn." Yeah. So I don't want to hear shit. You'd, they'd have to. <laughs> they would be sitting in unair conditioned cars. A lot of them without roofs or trucks. They would have to get out front and crank them up because you don't. You couldn't just start them. They'd have to be out front mm -hmm. and crank them. Well, that was if you lived in a city. The majority of people lived out in the uh, middle of friggin' nowhere. Like you'd be, um, you know, you wouldn't. You, not that many people were that well off a hundred years ago. You'd have yeah, to. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. You, yeah, you, we'd probably be farming. Oh, like, there's no be, problem uh, about it. You'd be a farmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd be doing some form of agriculture, and my kids would be. They'd be. They'd be herding something. Yeah. So that's one thing about Picking the, up uh, rocks the trip in to the Ireland. Field, hanging by hand, which was a torturous, torturous friggin' task. Well, that's the uh, when my daughter's going out there to Ireland, our our ancestral home out there. They're they're shepherds. 
Like that's the the home where my great great whatever you know number of years ago grandfather lived. Like they are shepherds. Like that's the thing they do. You know, it's like um, you know they're 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 out there. You know, peat moss farmers and they're they're wrangling sheep. Like and even the kids, that's what they do. Like that's you know and it, that's Ireland today. Like they have Wi Fi. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're still out there doing that. So yeah, my kids have. Yeah, it's it's funny to think when you're uh you know the way we nerf the world for for children nowadays like you know you go back to the Genghis Khan days you were you were learning to ride a horse and hunt with a bow and arrow off a horse when you were 13 years old yeah you know and now we don't even let them now they got to have helmets on when they go ride their bikes with training wheels yeah yeah my hope from <laughs> so, my hope for the world from 100 years from now is that they're they're working 10 hour weeks robots complete most of what we need them to do um and they have the opportunity to really get to know themselves and to grow, you know, spiritually for whatever, whatever you want to put that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's my hope for the future is that we find a way to find a balance and get away from this ugly capitalistic society that we've developed and it's kind of even. Well, you know, what's going to change, so, yeah. you know, it's going to change a lot of stuff. The, um, the way social media is right now, the, the problem with social media is that it's full of lies and bullshit. Yeah. So it's like, because everybody, like I said before, they always put their, their highlight reel up for people to look at, you know? So it's like, um, they're going to invent some type of technology that actually plugs everybody in together. And then you'll be able to just see what everybody's thinking all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and then once you, once all the secrets are gone, uh, you know, you, you'll be able to actually have honest, real conversations with people. Great. You know what I mean? You won't just be, Angelina uh, Jolie's going to think I'm a pervert. Great. Oh. Yeah, oh, I'm going to. As soon as that technology's in, I'm going to jail for the rest of my life. As soon as that technology's available. Oh, geez, no, you know, um, let's hope they don't do that. <laughs> oh, that's coming. You no, know, we're yeah, like when people like I'm always I'm always fascinated when somebody goes. If somebody says to me, "I know what you're thinking," I'm like, "If you knew what I was thinking, you'd be running." <laughs> there, there's there's no way you know what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the serial killer joke. Yep. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. you'd be headed the opposite direction so yeah well i guess the uh the procrastination show is going to end up finishing here without, without the procrastinator <laughs> yeah he's got some legit so. procrastination going on yeah he's got a thing don't uh, don't give him too much time he's probably looking for memes on the internet yeah. so his, the, the meme well is starting to run dry for joel yeah that might be it so you know he did say it was an emergency so that's probably the truth yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, we should probably put the put the brakes on this show. Yeah, it sounds good. Start wrapping things my, up. Uh, and, uh, my ears are screwing up. They're doing something weird. I'm. Whenever you talk, you sound like uh, Mr. Roboto. Oh, well, that's good. Hopefully, not everybody on the internet is not listening to that because uh, that would suck. It's really not bad you. It's my gear. So. It's a problem I've been having here. It's not. They're, they're oh. hearing you just fine. I'm sure. It might be time to get a new uh, a new thing. Maybe. So. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. well, I think I'm going to go do another four miles before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Mike's going to go kill himself. <laughs> yes. If anyone needs me, I'll be dead in my front yard. <laughs> right. So just turn me into compost and leave me there. But yeah. Anywho, well, listen, uh, everybody, listen, thank you so much for everybody. Andy Berkey, thank you for staying up late uh, with us. I, I appreciate your sweet, sweet face. And uh, everybody else that is uh, sitting there, I'm Andy, I'm not actually doing another four miles. I'm going to go crash. I'm friggin' beat. So, um, but thank you to everybody. Uh, Jim, great joke. Everybody else that was in the comments that was uh, carrying along. Uh, we appreciate you guys showing up for the live uh, recording. It's always great to, to see you guys chat. Um, we steal some of your material for the show, even though you, you don't get any credit for it. But, uh, you know, it's just the way the world works. So we're, we're here to... We're here to make the the show better for the audience, and uh, if that means that we got to steal from you to do You're it, right. then uh, that's what happens. <laughs> so, but uh, hey, guys, listen. If you got any questions, comments, anything like that, don't uh, don't forget all the websites that you can find us at. Uh, you've got uh, the Maker's Playground, um, Maker's Bits with a Z. Uh, is there's a whole bunch of stuff you can buy on there, cool shit that we got working. And uh, maybe I've said too much. Dot com is the website if you guys want to listen to the show. Um, we do publish the website, the show up there. I think every Wednesday. Um, and then there's a bunch of swag and stuff on there. If you want to spend money on cool shit, we've got it. Um, but there's a ton of resource on our website too. There's still all of the, uh, the makers link page, which will show you all of the, um, the different makers, YouTube channels, uh, Instagrams, uh, if they got podcasts, all those links are up there for you guys to 
uh, sort of enjoy our maker community. If you have a, if you are a content creator and you are not on that site, there's a form at the bottom you can fill out and I will add you to it. Um, there is no fee. There's no qualification. Uh, as long as you are, um, you know, there, uh, we got you. So just get it filled out and I will put your information up. Get all that uh, only, out, you so. have to be uglier than I am, which isn't hard to do. So don't worry about that. Uh, good luck. I am, I am sexy. <laughs> just saying. He is sexy. So, uh, and he's got that, that raspy voice too. I'm sexy on the inside, baby. <laughs> mm, and the outside. All right, everybody. Thank you so much to everybody. Uh, questions, comments, anything at maybe podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And, uh, maybe I've said too much. The website, I, I keep saying I'm going to put a contact form up there. I haven't. I apologize. Uh, at some point, I swear I'll do that. Um, that's my fault. I have no excuse. So, but, uh, you guys have a great night and, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Night, y'all. See you, Joel. Bye bye. <laughs> Joel's a jerk. I got it just before he went off. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <you do. laughs>